Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I can't believe she brought Missy. Then, you know, I, cool. do I care? Yes, you do, because it's bad. So I guess now she doesn't have Tinsley, so now she's attacking me. Yes. That's a girlfriend of my ex That's a girlfriend. Just fire! <laughs> Ramona doesn't give a sh really. <laughs> she doesn't. She just doesn't care. She's so insensitive. The problem with people is they will disappoint you all the time. And Ramona never ceases to disappoint. Woo, you guys, the chaotic energy in this episode was through the roof. I was not expecting it. There's new taglines mid-season, which did debut online. So we did at least have like an idea that there were going to be new taglines, which has never been done before in the history of Housewives. So I don't want to just throw words around, but it truly was shocking to me. And as if that wasn't enough, we also got the debut of our home confessionals during the coronavirus quarantine. I mean, so much chaotic energy that I was just not expecting. So first, I want to talk about these new taglines. By the way, welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. Uh, We're back here to recap Housewives. Housewives has been on a little bit of a hiatus, um, but we're back to talk about this insane episode, truly unhinged. I mean, one of the strangest episodes I've ever seen. And there were, of course, good moments, but it was all in all a big hot stinking mess. (laughs) I hate to call these shows a mess when they're uh, some of our favorite programming on television, but still a big hot fucking mess. I mean, this was something that I don't think maybe should have aired. I don't know. Question mark? (laughs) Question mark, should it have aired? We're not sure. But it did. It did air. It was on TV, and uh, it did sort of feel like we were in the edit bay. Like, watching it, I felt like, am I in an edit bay with an editor, and they're just showing me a rough cut of this footage, and uh, this is not going to air? But it did. It did. So let's talk about these taglines really quick. Uh, Dorinda, you know I loved when she shouted the tagline previously, so I was upset that Dorinda's new tagline, she delivers it at an acceptable decibel. And I didn't care for that, because her new tagline is, like a mint in my mouth, I can be a bit fresh. Now, this is interesting to me, because I don't consider Dorinda to be incredibly fresh. That's not something I associate with Dorinda. Um, If anything, I associate outspoken anger, uh, some rage. But I don't necessarily think like mints and fresh. So I don't even know where this tagline comes from or why it's here. Uh, But it's something she delivers at, uh, again, a stable voice. Uh, unlike her other one, which is like, I may not always be right, but I'm never wrong, or so, whatever that other tagline was. <laughs> I may not always. <laughs> I miss it. I miss it already. Uh, and then, speaking of missing, I miss Leah's flawless tagline about stinging like a bitch. I miss that. Why did they get rid of that? Her new tagline is, I don't know, it was basic, but I, I, I um, why did they get rid of it? And then Ramona's is good. I like Ramona's. So, so what if I'm self-involved? Who else should I be involved with? And I like that every one of Ramona's taglines is like, I only care about myself. And that's a fact about her. And so I appreciate that uh, they give that to us up front. Luann's, uh, I have some problems with it. So Luann's is, um, let me try to do my Cookie Monster Luann voice. Okay, hold on. I rise above the drama and I won't settle for the lower level. <laughs> that is self-referential. Now, I normally enjoy when they reference one of their moments, one of their catchphrases, uh, but I don't love it when they do it so soon, right? This just happened earlier this season, the lower level bit. So now Luann is already referencing something that happened like four fucking episodes ago or whatever that was. And I like the lower level thing. That, that to me, Felt like a moment of Luann's this season that wasn't scripted, wasn't rehearsed. It just, she sent a text 
to, uh, I believe it was Ramona, where she said, good night from the lower level. Now, that was a beautiful moment, right? I've seen people are selling t-shirts with that on it. There's all sorts of, it really caught on, right? It caught on on the internet. Uh, so, it, but it felt natural. Like a lot of Dorinda's catchphrase work, it just seems like overdone. It seems like she's trying to put something on a mug, right? Or, or now she's selling those light-up coasters. Did you guys see those? <laughs> Dorinda. Dorinda, God bless her, is selling the coasters that I don't know have some like light shows going on, uh, like World of Color at Disneyland. It's just like these coasters that are showcasing lights. And I've never seen coasters like that. So I, it's something new. Uh, but uh, Dorinda often delivers a line as if she's ready to put it on a light up coaster. Whereas this thing from Luann with the lower level felt natu- all natural. Uh, and yet now she's referencing it in the tagline. And so I have a problem with that. And I've been loving Lou this season. I've been loving that Lou's taken a little bit of a back seat. There's been seasons of this show now, consecutive seasons, where Luann was arguably the, the whole star of the show. The storyline, maybe not the star, but the storylines were revolving around Luann. And I tend to prefer when Luann takes a little bit of a backseat and she's just sort of like the set dressing. And I, I mean that in a, in a complimentary way. Like I like just little sprinklings of Lou. And so that's what we're getting this season. So I'm really enjoying her, but it's too soon to reference the lower level. It's just too soon, Luann. So enough is enough. Uh, and then Sonia's tagline, I don't know, it was something about sugar or something. I don't know. It was, I, I didn't care for it. Did you guys see the Potomac taglines? I am so excited for Potomac. If you haven't watched, please catch up because I'm going to be covering it on Everything Iconic. We're going to be doing full recaps the whole season, or at least most of this. You know, I might miss a week or two, but um, we're going to be covering it regularly, I'm saying. So I hope you'll all join in. Uh, I'm super excited for Potomac. So hop on board. The taglines are out. The new season starts August 2nd on Bravo. And I hope, I, I'm praying to uh, the higher power that uh, that season was done and we're not getting a bunch of home confessionals because I don't know if I can handle these home confessionals. You guys, I don't know if I can handle it. We'll get there. Okay, so uh, also with the taglines, I just have to mention Tinsley's gone. She left so randomly, so abruptly in our last episode. And I'm sort of proud of Tins. I miss her. Game set. Now she found a match and she's gone off to Chicago. And I'm I'm proud of her because I feel like she got off the sinking ship at the right time. And I feel that way about Bethany too. As much as I miss Bethany, I feel like Bethany and Tinsley, after watching this week's episode, I feel like they got off the sinking ship in much the same way that Diana Agron uh, from Glee left that sinking ship. Remember, she I don't know what season it was, but you know it's always good to leave the party a little early. And I feel like, although I still love New York, it still provides me with so many laughs, right? I still want to watch it uh, till the day is done. But I'm very, uh, I feel very happy for those two. Although I wish they stuck around. They did leave at the right time. I mean, Tinsley's probably watching this episode and thinking, thank God. And you know Bethany's watching. You know she's watching and she's smiling and she's laughing. She's proud of herself. And who knows what she's going to do next if that HBO show will go. But she, you know she's feeling pretty good about leaving this party because after seeing those at-home confessionals, I mean, whoo, she is proud of herself. She made the right decision. She's not making a ton of right decisions because she did just introduce us to Skinny Girl Jams. I don't know if you saw this. Did anyone see this? Bethany is now selling Skinny Girl Jelly or <laughs> Skinny Girl Jam. I don't know. It's something to put on toast. She's got all these jams. I don't know who needs jams. I like a good Smuckers. Smuckers got the market on jellies. I don't think we need a skinny girl jam or jelly. I think we're good. We got enough brands of preserves, and I don't think Bethany needed to enter that market. She's entered other markets before that we didn't need. I mean, ham. Skinny girl ham. Remember she did that? Who was asking for that? Certainly not me. I don't think any of you were either. I mean, I never even tried that. And I'll try any skinny girl product once. You know, put it in front of me, I'll try it. But I don't know that I... Would ever want to try the lunch meat? If I'm going to the grocery store, I'm not going to say, hey, give me the, where's the skinny girl ham? You know, it's an embarrassing sentence. And I don't know that I'm going to go to the grocery store, especially in these times at the grocery store, and through a mask have to say, hey, can you point me to the skinny girl preserves? That's just not a sentence I'm going to say. And I don't think anyone will, but it's something that she's releasing. So again, I just have to say that Bethany 
is not always making the best business decisions, but I do think her decision to leave Roni was a good one. Okay, so we open this week's episode. You guys, I'm on one today. I've had a, a lot of caffeine. I'm feeling great. I, uh, yeah, I'm happy to be back. I feel like I've had a nice little breather, although we had a good episode last week, if you didn't listen, with Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. He's a wonderful actor, and he's on uh, a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race and Canada's Drag Race. Uh, there was an episode, but I missed Chatting Housewives. I missed you guys. Uh, anyway, we open on Leah at a Halloween shop. And at this point, talk about chaotic energy. It doesn't make any fucking sense why Leah's on this show, and I love her on this show. Uh, that's not to say we don't want her, but we're being asked to suspend a lot of disbelief because she was brought in with Tinsley, and now that Tinsley abruptly left this program, it doesn't make any sense, a lick of sense, why Leah's just going Halloween shopping with these two women, Luann and, and Dorinda. I mean, I know they have to do it, and I feel for the production. I feel for the editors, producers, camera people, because I feel like they were left high and dry by Bethany and Tinsley. And I imagine it was chaos on behind the scenes, trying to figure out the direction of the season with with Bethany leaving so uh, soon before the show started filming, and then Tinsley deciding to leave halfway through. So I feel for them, and I think they did the best they can, and now they're being asked to deal with the COVID-19 and have to do at-home confessionals. So, uh, you know, I hope all those people who are working behind the scenes, I hope they're all taking a nap or or having some cocktails because they deserve it. Because this is... Whew. Anyway, at the Halloween shop, uh, that's when we're introduced to the at-home confessional, and it was the most shocking thing I've ever seen on this show. And I, I don't know if I just assumed it wasn't going to happen. They did it on other shows. I know I was the only person to watch Camp Getaway, but that was a show on Bravo where we also saw at-home confessionals that were were very uh, abrupt. And they were very uh, aggressive on the eyes. But that was a show that was also very low budget. So it didn't, it wasn't as much of a jump on Camp Getaway to see them at that summer camp and then suddenly at their confessionals in their apartments. It wasn't as much of a jump. But here on Roni, we're used to like a very polished confessional, a very polished show. And so when we went to Leah in her Married to the Mob t shirt or sweatshirt, that the t-shirt or sweat, I've never seen the t-shirt or sweatshirt. I mean, normally these women are dressed to the nines in their confessionals. Even I mean, very rarely do we see just like a long sleeve tee in a confessional. And her hair and makeup looked stunning, looked flawless. But the long sleeve tee, it reminded me of Jill Zarin. Remember when she showed up at the reunion season one in a Team Jill bedazzled t-shirt? That was what it reminded me of. I mean, it was just different times. I was like, are we in season one? What's the budget here? And then I don't understand I don't understand the mechanics behind it. So we have an at-home confessional. She obviously did either had someone teach her how to do hair and makeup or whatever. Uh, but the sound quality, right? We're getting a lot of echo in these at-home confessionals. Even though this, the video looks good, the audio is just very echoey. And I wonder, did they not send them microphones? I mean, I, didn't, I don't think it would be that much more. They obviously had to send them equipment. Like iPads or, or I don't know what they sent them. I'm not sure if they sent them an iPad. They they just send them Kindles. <laughs> they send them Kindles and they say, "Do your confessionals." No, I don't know what they exactly send these women to film the confessionals, but I feel like they could have maybe sent them better microphones or figured out a different setup for a microphone because there's just a lot of echo happening. And that's what really throws me off is the sound quality, as well as the long sleeve tee that Leah was wearing. A beautiful tee, and I'm sure she'll sell a lot of them, which is good business move, smart business from Leah McSweeney, but shocking to the eyes. And I don't know, we're so many seasons in, we expect a polished show, and I'm not sure, maybe they should have just taken a longer, maybe they should have just ended it halfway. I don't know, maybe they should have ended it halfway through the season. And then reveal that see part two of season whatever this is will arrive later in the year. I don't know. Maybe that would have been the best thing to do. Um, but at the Halloween shop, Dorinda and Luann arrive. We see Luann's at home confessional, and again the audio is crazy. But Luann, it really made me laugh. She set the camera up so high, 
And I don't even know what she was fucking talking about. I was just looking at how did Luann set up her confessional. And she's the only one that did it at a high angle. And I applaud this. Luann knows her angles. And my my friends always make fun of me because when I take videos on my Instagram, I'm always usually holding... I have long arms too, but I'm always holding the camera like really high. And that's because that's the best angle. That's the way you look... You look slim and you look, you get angles from a high angle. <laughs> you get angles from a high angle. So I always shoot from high. And so I appreciated that Luann just set that uh, camera, that Bravo Center up as high as can be. It was like on the ceiling, just pointing down at Luann's head. And you know what? It made her look great. She looked phenomenal. Uh, but it was high. And also Luann had like a picture of herself, like a model shot. Did you see this on the shelf to her right? There was just this photo that she took, I mean, upwards of 30 years ago. I mean, that's what I would guess. She was definitely like in her 20s or something when this shot happened. But there's just this big photo, photographed, uh, framed photograph of her uh, glamour shot laying down in like, I don't know if it was jeans and a white tee or something, but it was a model shot uh, just in frame. And I just had to laugh that Luann made sure to get that in frame. It was like she... I bet you she set decorated. I think Luann was like, let me find a good photo. There's probably something else on that shelf. And she's like, you know what? I want people to see this photo. And I appreciated that. I appreciated that. Uh, back at the Halloween shop. Oh, wait. One more thing about these confessionals, you guys. We got to talk about Dorinda's. Dorinda, although she delivered her new tagline in an acceptable decibel, I have to say that she is shouting in her confessional. She's shouting there. So I am led to believe that behind the scenes, BTS, one of the producers was like, hey, you know, we need, we need you to deliver your new tagline quietly because all of your new confessionals are shouting. And if we also have your tagline being shouted, uh, it just it, it leads the viewers down a bad path. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, they, they'll have to turn it off. It's too much noise because Dorinda's new confessionals, she's shouting at us. She's shouting. She is just, I don't know if she's thinking like the microphone's not going to pick it up. Maybe she's new to work. You know, we're not all audio technicians. I know that from doing this podcast, you know, I learned along the way early on in this podcast, the audio is not as good. And there may be times or maybe days when you might be listening right now and saying, Danny, your audio is not that great. Um, But we're not all audio technicians. I just would have appreciated if Dorinda would have just maybe simmered simmered down a little bit. Simadana. Simadana. Uh, but she's, she's shouting it. She's shouting it. And I've been there, too. I'm sure I've shouted on this podcast a time or two. And you guys are turning down the volume on your receivers and saying, Danny, quiet. Uh, but uh, let me say, Dorinda's shouting. She's shouting. So at the Halloween shop, they talk about how Ramona's birthday's coming up in Luann. Surprise me again. She called Ramona a narcissist. So Luann, queen of narcissism, and I uh, think that's one of the things we love about Luann, but her calling Ramona a narcissist, I just, I did like one of those cartoon double takes where my eyes went wide, and I was like, what? (laughs) Tim Allen, huh? And I couldn't believe that she was doing it. And Leah rightfully pointed out, because Dorinda is telling these women about Ramona's birthday debacle and how Ramona wants to have her own coming out birthday party, not share it. And Leah says, I think this is in her at-home confessional, she says, Dorinda's known Ramona for 20 years, so shouldn't she know who this woman is? And I thought, that's the thing here. Dorinda gets so mad about these other women, but I, she should know who these other women are by now, you know? Uh, I did like how, as we were like leaving this scene, the women were just putting on costumes. And at one point, Luann was dressed as a gladiator woman. And I thought, I want her in the next Wonder Woman movie. You know, one, remember in the Wonder Woman movies, great film. There's only one of them, but there's a new one coming with some time. I don't know. They keep moving that release date of the new Wonder Woman. I don't believe it to ever be released at this point. I mean, every week there's a new release date to that movie. And same with that other, there's a Christopher Nolan movie coming out. It's like every week I get a news alert that is like, Wonder Woman and Mulan and Tenet move release dates again. It's like, just stop adding a release date until we're out of this hellscape that we call the, the world. You know, we don't need a release date for Mulan right now. Let's just put it on the back burner uh, and not have to announce a release date until we're done with the pandemic. 
Right, that's my opinion. Maybe just cool it with Mulan. We've all we can watch the animated one on Disney Plus. The live action one can wait. And believe me, I want to see it more than anyone else. But let's stop adding a release date, huh? Let's just don't do it. We don't need it. We don't need it. Uh, anyway, I would like to see Luann in that gladiator costume in Wonder Woman. Remember when uh, we see like the island? I forget the name. <laughs> I forget uh, in the Wonder Woman lore. Um, I forget what's the island called that Wonder Woman comes from. I'm not sure. Somebody could correct me. But I would like to see Luann there on a horse. That's what I want. I know she's not good at riding big animals. Of course, we know that from the Morocco trip. Luann's not good on a big camel or a horse. But I'd like to see it. I'd like to see Luann with a sword. And maybe, you know, we know she's not good on big animals, so maybe she could be like running beside the horses. You know how I think it was Robin Wright was in the first one on a horse and She's got the gladiator costume. Maybe we just have Luann next to a horse, like running running alongside Gal Gadot. I don't know. I'm spitballing here, but Patty Jenkins, the director, can think of something better than I can. But, you know, it's something that I think we should all think about for part three, you know, or reshoots for part two, since that's never going to be released, maybe. Uh, anyway, then we cut. <laughs> we cut to Ramona and Rory the Matchmaker. She's been on before. She set Ramona up with that red scarf guy, who they really have been trying to shove down our throats, right? I liked him at some point, but then a certain certain episode, I just finally said, enough with the red scarf guy. I mean, they're showing him a lot. But uh, Ramona says in her confessional that dating's hard. She even went out with a billionaire who was intimidated by her success. So in another sense, he didn't support other women. He thought she lived in a five. What did she say? He thought she lived in a five million dollar house, and and what did she need him for? And at this point, I'm just thinking of all this money, and you know, as we're all trying to make our rent during this pandemic, it was just very upsetting to hear Ramona talking about how someone was thought her five million dollar home because he was a billionaire. It was just these monies, <laughs> the monies was making me upset. All of the money talk was making me upset as I looked around my apartment and thought about how am I making rent this month. Uh, it was not great to hear Ramona talk about the billionaire she dated, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, Ramona is now trying to convince us that she doesn't want a man. She's now trying to convince us of that. Earlier this season, we saw that uh, breakdown, that Tennessee Williams breakdown she did with Elise at the bar where she said, I want a man to hold me and love me and want to be with me. She cried through that monologue, and it was a beautiful thing to witness. I mean, truly, some of the best acting I've seen on these shows. But now she's trying to convince us that she doesn't want a man. She says, age is just a number. I don't care as I get older if I'm alone, which we know will change in five minutes. We've all been there too, right? You have that moment of empowerment after you listen to like a Destiny's Child song, and you're like, I don't need a man. And then five minutes later, you're listening to Dangerously in Love by Beyonce, one of her first solo hits, and you're thinking... I need a man, you know? By the way, Dangerously in Love, I don't know, I don't think that was a solo song, was that? I think she released it twice, maybe? I don't know. You can all look that up, but it's a great slow song from back in the day. Go listen to it. Or don't if you don't want to cry. Anyway, the point is, we then cut to Sonia. She's at Dakota Bar with Elise. I was on the edge of my seat for two reasons. First of all, I was thinking, are we going to get an at-home confessional from Elise? What's going to be the situation there? Did Bravo spring for equipment to send Elise for an at-home confessional? And turns out they didn't. Then I was also thinking, what's going to happen at Sonia's at-home confessional? I was very concerned about this. Where's she going to be? Sonia at home can be very dark to watch. I mean, we've seen it when she's been uh, spending so much time on her bed. Remember those episodes where she was like living and she was quarantined in her bed, basically, and she just had all sorts of shit on that bed? So I worried about Sonia's at-home confessional, and then it turns out she was in Palm Springs. Remember, she got, like, quarantined there or or just decided to go there. She was in Palm Springs, so it wasn't her house. She looked flawless. She looked flawless. But there was a big echo at that Palm Springs confessional. Big echo. By the way, there's a movie called Palm Springs coming to Hulu. On, I think it's July 10th. And I, I saw a sneak of it, and it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's with Andy Samberg. It's, which, you know, that don't let that be a turnoff, because it's a great rom-com, and I can't wait for people to see it, but it's uh, July 10th. Anyway, 
Sonia was at Palm Springs in her confessional. She looked great. But the echo, I, I'm having a trouble with all this audio stuff. It's just, it's jarring to go from like such a well oiled machine that is like these scenes and then to go to the confessional with this echoey audio is just very bizarre. But Sonia sits and talks to Elise. She says she doesn't like Halloween. They're prepping for Luann's Halloween party. And Sonia says she doesn't like Halloween because she doesn't recognize people. And that was very profound. I thought about that overnight. I really did. I, I thought about that. I really stewed on that. And I thought, you know what? I get that. I get that. You don't recognize people. And that's off-putting. It is. And then, uh, let's see, Elise is pissed at Ramona. She says Ramona doesn't have a need for her anymore. Sonia's annoyed at Ramona. Again, I think Ramona's on her way out. I do. I feel like they're setting that up for us. I don't know. That's what I feel in my soul. Feel it. Uh, and look, you guys know how I feel about Ramona. I got a lot of shit because a couple weeks ago I said that I, I even am someone who loves Ramona uh, on this show for so long, but even I'm starting to tire of her antics. And I, I don't know. I, I got a lot of heat from that. A lot of people reached out and were like, how dare you, Danny? But, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting sick of Ramona. I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And all of the stuff with, like, everything. I follow Ramona on social media, which is a mistake. And all of that stuff seeps into my opinion on the shows. And so uh, I think that's a lot of the reason why I'm also tiring of, of Ramona. But, you know, I change in, we all change in five minutes. 30 seconds from now, I might feel differently. But for now, that's how I feel. Um, and I feel like they're setting her up for the way out. That's just how I feel. So then we cut to Dorinda and Hannah. And I, immediately when I saw Hannah, I thought it was a Tilted Swinton character. I really did. She's so tall. with the, It was, looked sort of like a bob haircut at first. Uh, but I thought it was Tilda Swinton. And I thought, what is uh, Dorinda Medley doing in a scene with Tilda Swinton? And for a second, I thought I changed the channel. Maybe it was Tilda Swinton. And uh, what's um, from Sopranos? I thought it was, what's her name? A wonderful actor. Why can't I think of her name? You guys, I'm zoning out. I'm zoning out. You know who I'm talking about. Carmelo. I mean, Queen Icon Legend. Edie Falco. Oh my God. No. Wait, is that a... You guys, my brain. My brain is mush. Don't yell at me. Don't correct me. Don't, don't correct me. You guys know who I'm talking about. From Nurse Jackie. Queen Icon Legend. Is it Edie Falco? Why, why am I blanking, you guys? It is what it is. But I thought it was those two maybe in like a limited series together. Turns out it was Dorinda and Hannah, her daughter. They go to a hamburger place, which I was also not expecting. They just go to a hamburger place. Just a hamburger place. I don't know. And I think they were trying to convince us that Dorinda always goes to this hamburger place, but I didn't necessarily believe it to be true. She kept saying to the guy, the waiter, or the cook, chef, she kept saying, he knows what I like, he knows what I like, but then she was telling him what she wanted. You know, she kept saying, well, I want, you know, a, a burger with onions and mayonnaise and ketchup and all the sauce. You know what I like. And I want, uh, I, she kept saying it. But then he was just sort of staring at her. And then she had to actually like describe her order in detail. So that led me to believe that she hasn't actually been there, but she's trying to convince the cameras. She's trying to convince the cameras, like, I go here all the time, but then also had to get her order to this cook who has never seen her before, I believe. That's the, that's the story I'm going with. Um, during this scene, I also got to say, I was thinking Hannah would be perfect for a Gallery Girls reboot. Doesn't she look like she was on Gallery Girls? A show that I loved. A one-season wonder I loved. But it, it looked to me that Hannah just came off the set of Gallery Girls, and I thought, let's reboot it around her. Let's get her on screen. Let's get her uh, hanging out with Chantal, please. Uh, Hannah then also said something about a straight line painting a pretty picture and that's when it really clicked with me that this is Dorinda Spawn, because Hannah was just saying something that was like metaphorical that didn't make a whole lot of sense. And she was just saying it as if it was like wise words. And that's when it really clicked. Yeah. But Dorinda says she's not interested in a big B-Day thing. She doesn't, is not, doesn't want to do a big birthday party, maybe like a lunch or something. And I appreciate that. I always like when people don't make a huge deal out of their birthday. So I really loved that Dorinda did that. Then we cut to Leah with Rob and her, the daughter at a Chinese restaurant. I didn't even know what they were talking about, but they were eating some delicious looking food. And that's the that on that. She also, Leah on uh, social media posted that she was, she posted a sober chip. So she's been sober. I forget how long it's been, but I was, I was happy for her. I, I thought, good for Leah. Happy. 
Uh, then we cut to Halloween night. So Leah arrives to get her makeup done with Luann. Leah says that Luann is late. I'm sure Luann's always late. I'm sure she is. It's a Halloween dinner party, and the setup for this dinner party is shocking to me. There's all sorts of weird things on the table, like, did I see a cow head? And, like, a lot of stuff. I prefer the more fun, cartoonish Halloween decorations. You know, this past Halloween, I bought a couple skeletons that were doing yoga. That's the kind of Halloween decor I like. You know, something that's a little playful, fun. It can be a skeleton, but I want to see it, like, doing yoga or something like that. You know, I don't need to see just like a severed head that looks real because that's not fun for me, particularly when I'm eating a dinner, you know, or I don't mind if I go to a Halloween party and they have like, I, I don't know, jello in the shape of a pumpkin, you know, like a little, remember when you were a kid and during school, they would bring treats for Halloween and sometimes somebody would make like jello in the shape of a pumpkin. That's the kind of treat I like at a Halloween party or like a, a dirt pie. Maybe that's got like some gummy worms coming out of it. I love that kind of Halloween stuff. You know, that's playful, fun, easy for kids, but it could also be fun for adults or, or little hot dogs that look like fingers. You know, I like when people do that. That's, that's about as far as I go. Like the hot dog that looks like a severed finger. That's as much as I want at a Halloween dinner party. And Luann didn't just have like little hot dogs for people. She had. Uh, what looked like the dead cows. And I'm not even sure that they were props. I actually believe that they could have been real. And it was disgusting to see. And then there was like weird, a weird seafood tower with, I don't know, it was, it looked like an octopus that Nona from the Real Houses of New Jersey was going to cook at 6 a.m. one day. I don't know if you guys watch New Jersey Housewives, but Nona, rest in peace, used to cook those big octopus, octopi, whatever you call them. And is it octopuses? Octopussies, octopi, I'm not sure. Uh, but Nono used to cook them at 6 a.m. And that's what it looked like on the seafood tower. It was all very disturbing. I wouldn't have been able to eat there. I would have been grossed out. I'd say, get me a hot dog, look like a severed finger. That's what I need to eat with some ketchup. You know, and then you think when you have those kind of parties, you, you put ketchup and you say like, oh, it's blood, but it's ketchup. You know, that's fun. That's a fun Halloween dinner. Give me a, who doesn't like a hot dog? Hot dogs aren't just for July 4th, ladies and gents. They're also for a Halloween party. And Luann just went overboard. I know she didn't really, I don't think, have anything to do with it. She kept pretending like this was her party, but I believe it to be a, uh, a deal. I, I believe production to have done this. Um, but it was intense. It was a voodoo theme. Ramona said, I looked up voodoo on the internet, and she got the first costume she saw. She got one for Sonia, too. Uh, she said, I got one for Sonia because I haven't liked her costumes lately. <laughs> and that was funny. Um, and Ramona brings Missy. Uh, Missy, I was uh, a blast from the past. Missy is one of the original side characters of The Real Houses of New York. And I was thinking, where's Joni? Remember Joni? I miss Joni. What's going on with Joni? Where's she at? Let's get her on the show. Uh, but Luann was kind of making a big deal of it. I don't think Ramona actually brought Missy. Missy was mic'd. I think production did it, which is fine. But um, let's not pretend. So Ron is also there. Ron, who we met at the bar a couple weeks ago with Tinsley and Luann. I don't know who invited him. Must have been production, too. But Ramona tried to... She got there early, and she apparently tried to move the party early because she made other plans. I mean, she's truly the worst. She's truly the worst. And again, maybe that's why I'm turning on Ramona more. I'm getting tired of her not wanting to film and wanting to leave. I don't like when they do that. Uh, then Ramona's at the party. Luann and Leah are getting ready. We see in the car, Dorinda, Elise, and Sonia are on their way. <sighs> you guys, Sonia is wasted. She's wasted. She says she's drunk. She said, What do you think I was doing before I headed to the Halloween party? Getting lit with my hair and makeup tea? It was so upsetting hearing that line from the echoey confessional of the Palm Springs wellness retreat. And then not only that, in the main scene, she called Dorinda Trinda. Trinda. Who the fuck's Trinda? Did you hear that? Trinda. (laughs) Who the fuck is Trinda? Her name is Dorinda. We all know that. What are you doing here without Dorinda? She called her Trinda. And no one even called her out on it, which leads me to believe that she's called her Trinda before. She's definitely called her Trinda, and Elise and Dorinda and whoever else is around just lets it happen because they're like, well, that's Sonia. That's Sonia Rita. Let's call her Trinda. (laughs) 
can't get my real name right, so we'll just go by Trenda. Honestly, who the fuck is Trenda? There's no one named Trenda. Justice for Trenda. What are you doing here without Trenda? It just feels like she's leaning into that like floozy Sonia persona. And I'm, I, I want more sides of Sonia. I feel like we've seen that side of Sonia so much where she just gets wasted and she's, she's saying, she says brilliant one liners, but show me other pieces of yourself. I want to see the pieces of you, Sonia, in the words of Ashley Simpson, pieces of me. I want to see, I want to see. The pieces of you, Sonia. And I know you got so many other qualities. I wish we could see her as a mother. I wish we could see. I know the daughter doesn't want to be the show, and I respect that. But I need to see other sides of Sonia, because this drunk Sonia is too much. She also brought a voodoo doll that she said was Ramona, and she kept stabbing it. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 365 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. There was a moment at the party before or as Sonia and Dorinda and Lise were arriving where Sonia greeted one of, uh, or Ramona greeted one of Sonia's friends. 
who was dressed as, I don't know, one of the Beauty and the Beast characters, or I don't know what he was dressed as. But he had a tight shirt on under uh, underneath like an overcoat. And Ramona greeted him and said, where'd you get this paunch from? As she pointed to his stomach, and she said, it looks real. And the guy, bless his soul, he was very quick-witted. He said, I'm in love. That's where the paunch came from. And we all know when you're in love, you gain a little weight. It all happened, right? But man, Ramona is a monster. And she sent her confessional. She said, that's not real, is it? Oops. And what an asshole. She just pointed out that he had a paunch. She said, you gain weight. It was like that scene from the Sex and the City movie. Remember when Samantha arrives in uh, New York? She'd been living in LA and she was eating all the chips with the guacamole as she was checking out that guy's dick on the, on the patio. Remember the Sex and the City movie, the first one? She's always... She's looking at that guy showering all the time and eating all that guacamole, which sounds like a great life to me. Uh, but she had gained a lot of weight from eating all that guacamole while she checked out the dick. And so then she goes back to see the girls in New York. She's wearing a top that's like, you know, got a little space. It's a little bit of a short top or maybe a tinier top than what she maybe is usually wearing. But it wasn't like she gained 100 pounds. Remember, she goes to Charlotte's baby shower, and they all look at her, and they like act like she just gained 700 pounds. Um, and they say, I forget who says something, but they all say such asshole things to her. And then at one point, Carrie tries to cover it up. I don't know why I'm going so into detail about this. I'm not recapping the Sex in the City movie for you. But Carrie then tries to cover it up, and she says, look, it's not about the weight. But it's like, well, then why did you just insult her weight so much if it's not about the weight, you asshole, Carrie? Carrie could be a real asshole in Sex and the City. I love those movies in the in the show. But she could be a real dick. Uh, anyway, that's what it reminded me of. Uh, I'm not trying to say that Sonia's buddy is Kim Cattrall. But I did feel for him when Ramona just pointed out his pouch. Pouch? Paunch? I don't know. Uh, but it was his gut, and I was horrified. Um, just as I was starting to really turn on the show, because it's been a chaotic fucking mess, uh, Jill Zarin shows up. And she showed up with her fiancé, Gary. Was it Gary or Jerry? Uh, She shows up with him. She is getting her makeup done with Luann, and she said, I want to look like a pretty hooker. And it was refreshing. I want more Jill. I think at least a presence like Jill. And by a presence like Jill, I mean someone sober needs to be on this show. We need someone who's just sober and also messy. And I I I can't watch Alcohol the TV show or Roni. And see these women just be so drunk every single episode. I need levels, and I I know we all like to see them get messy. It's fun to see them every once in a while have just a messy fucking episode. But it's happening every week, and I, I need a presence like Jill's sober. She doesn't have a drink in her life, not because she's uh, had a problem with alcohol, but she chooses not to drink. And so it was nice to see her. I would like a little bit more Jill. I don't know if we're going to get it, but uh, I would like a little bit more of her or or just a presence like that. A grounding presence that's also still a little wacky, um, but maybe just not as fucking nuts as some of the... Even Ramona's not always drunk, but she's also wacky. Luann, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, you guys. Anyway, uh, Sonia... She's drunk. She confronts Ramona. She says Ramona always like one ups her or or you know tries to compare what she's doing with what uh, with what Sonia's doing. Dorinda gets involved. Ramona says, "Stay out of it." Sonia then brings in Elise and says, "You treat Elise like shit." Ramona just says, "All right." She's not engaging. She doesn't engage in drama much anymore, Ramona, and that's another issue. But it's a smart move in real life. Like, I applaud Ramona for doing that. Like, she does a good job of just saying, okay, like, you're drunk. I'm not going to engage with you. And that's smart. She handles Sonia beautifully in real life. But as a TV show, it's not so fun to watch. But I, I did bravo to Ramona for just being like, look, I'm not talking to you right now. And even Elise, who was trying to have a moment later on, Ramona said to her, like, I'm going through enough. I don't want to talk about this. And I thought that was a very mature way to handle all of this. So, uh, bravo to that. Uh, then the women all come down from getting their makeup done. Jill and Leah and Luann come down and they meet Rob, Leah's ex. And Rob's like, I'm small because these women look so tall. They sit for dinner. Sonia again wasted. She says, I like Leah. She's a fucking weirdo. Sonia says drunk. And that's when Leah goes over to Sonia. And then Sonia says, I like you. We're artists. 
can we keep it reeled in for our families? And this is uncomfortable to watch. Like, I don't think this is even funny at this point. And I know a lot of you disagree with me. And we all, we all love Sonya. We want the best for her. And that's why I say this is uncomfortable. Like, I want, I want Sonya to be the fun floozy because she's so quick witted. We even, when she's sober, even we see how that wit she's got. And so I want that for her when she's drunk like this. Let's not be divisive. Let's be inclusive, she says. It made me laugh the editors when they, they put in a subtitle for Sonia. They, it said, let's not be divisive. Let's be inclusive. And they put a million, <laughs> they put a million U's in it. And I just thought that was funny. Thought that was funny. Uh, Luann is mad that Ramona bought, brought Missy, who's the ex-girlfriend of her ex-husband, Tom. We see a little flashback. I'm surprised Missy hasn't been more of a presence. Have they tried her out and she just didn't work? I feel like they should have given her more of opportunity to join the cast. Uh, Luann, I don't know, she, whatever, I don't know what I was going to say about Luann. Uh, Dorinda brought that hot guy, William, from earlier this season. They really brought back everyone for this. They were just like throwing people in the mix. I bet you they were scrambling behind the scenes. They were like, look, Tinsley's gone. We got no Bethany. Let's just throw everyone. Who, you know, send out an email and whoever says yes, bring them on board. I don't care if it's the matchmaker, the uh, Dorinda's William. I didn't even know that guy, that hot William from earlier this season was Dorinda's friend. I didn't even remember who he was there with, but he's back. Ramona is just ignoring Dorinda. Dorinda's talking like so rude to Ramona. She's being so rude to her. And it it truly feels like Tinsley left. And so now Dorinda has to direct her age at someone else. And so she's directing it at Ramona. And we all are shouting at the screen like, Dorinda, calm down. Calm down. She needs to calm down. This is a Taylor Swift song. You need to calm down. Come on, Dorinda. Come on. Calm down. Come on. But uh, then, as if things couldn't take a darker turn, Dorinda gets up and decides to make a toast. She decided to make a toast. And Dorinda never makes a good toast. Usually she's blacked out when she doesn't. She says, To blessings, I, I'm so happy that, you know, I, that I am part of this. And you felt like that. She's face. Face. You know, not a moment in time, not a moment that happens. <laughs> every, every once in a while, you know, you just know when it's right. There comes a moment in time. And this time she's not that drunk. So I don't want to say she's drunk, but she does say, uh, and let me just repeat this. This is a toast. Okay, I've never been at a dinner party where someone gave a toast like this. And yeah, it'd be fun, but it, Dorinda just needs to calm down. She says, let me ask, this toast was truly fucking batshit insane. Batshit insane. She said, let me ask a question as a woman in power. Do you think it's nice when a good girlfriend asks if you're drunk when you first got here? This toast is unhinged. Unhinged. Sonia's shouting over it. I mean... To start it with, let me ask you as a woman in power. I mean, I appreciate that line. And honestly, any woman should say that. Any woman, when they give a toast, that's how they should start it. Let me ask you a question as a woman in power. Beautiful way to start a toast, but then it took a turn when she just started going after Ramona. It's not even... It's too much, Dorinda. It's too much. And I know you're filled with unspeakable rage, but we need you to just cool it a little bit. And she doesn't seem to get it. I don't know if you guys follow her on social media, but... And I love Dorinda, so I hate... I hate that we've all taken a little bit of a turn, but she doesn't even seem to see that she's being so rude. I mean, even earlier this season, I was seeing interviews and on social media, she was still talking about Tinsley and not seeing that she was really going after her. And maybe we're not seeing something happening behind the scenes. You know, maybe they were missing a piece of the puzzle. But it just feels like Dorinda is so angry and so mean. So mean. So mean, and it, the point where we're feeling bad for Ramona, to me, is shocking. Like, that's when you know someone's being really mean, is when, like, we're all like, oh, man, I feel bad for Ramona. Even everyone at this dinner party felt bad for Ramona. Elise went and apologized to her. Jill, Ramona's sworn frenemy, Jill Zarin, said, is, it, is this how it always is? You walk into a room and Dorinda attacks someone? And I thought, Jill Zarin just summarized the whole season. That's every scene that we've seen. You walk in the room and Dorinda just attacks someone. That's the season. That's this season on Real Houses of New York. And that's another problem with the show right now is that there's no real story arcs. It's like, this is just Dorinda yelling at people every scene. There's no overarching story. It's like these women get wasted and Dorinda yells at people. And I'm not saying that 
this show isn't necessarily bad because we still get these great moments that are hilarious and there's so much comedy and good stuff coming out of Roni right now. But there's no storylines, really. Um, anyway, that's when Ramona sort of shoves off Elise and says, I have enough to deal with. And in her confessional, this was so good, so good. Ramona's in her at-home confessional. She's like, well, Elise is being, and she gets stopped by Avery, her daughter. Avery is behind her. She's going in the kitchen for some water or something. And she says, mom, stop wasting your energy talking about Elise. This is so dumb. It's like so annoying. And Avery is so aggressive and Ramona's confessional. And you know that Avery did not think that they would use that. She didn't think that they would use that. And they did. And it looked to me like Avery's a little monster herself. And I, I wouldn't mind if we did a little swap here. I'm not sure. Avery might be old enough. Let's do a little swap. With Ramona and Avery, let's do uh, Ramona as the friend of, and let's bring in Avery, because it seems like Avery even got into it with Leah on social media, and so maybe we could do a little swap. I think Avery's closer to Leah's age than Ramona is. I'm not sure. Although, I will say, I just want to go on the record and say, I see that Housewives is being cast young. You know, they're trying to bring in more young people. I see that they're doing this with uh, Orange County and with, with New York. And I do prefer my housewives older, and so I wish I wish they weren't recasting that way. I, I'm all for bringing in new people, but I hope we don't just get rid of the older people because I think that's one of the selling points of this show is we're seeing women of a certain age that aren't represented on other shows. And so I hope we don't move too far into that direction of like just casting 30-somethings. I know I was just two seconds ago saying, like, let's get that 24-year-old on the show. But for the most part, I'd like to say that I hope we we stick with the 50 and older set because I think that's that's where it's at. That's where it's at. Uh, I don't know, but it was funny to see Avery in the background. All worth it. That You know what? This episode was a hot mess, but seeing Avery in the background of that confessional just shouting at her mom, that was all, it made it all worth it. So then we cut back to the dinner party where Dorinda's carving the pig, and I was scared for my life. I was even sitting there, but I saw Dorinda with that big-ass knife, and I thought, get it out of her hands. Get it out of her hands. Uh, then uh, no one knew how to eat. There uh, the, there was a lot with the seafood tower. It looked like Leah maybe got drunk too when she was playing with the seafood tower. Luann rightfully said, don't fuck with my seafood tower. Uh, but they were also messy, and that was when I really thought, we need more Jill. Uh, R- Leah did say that Rob, her ex, has a big dick. She told Sonia to hook up with them, and I wonder if it happened. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but good for Rob. I like this Rob a little bit. I don't know. I'm, I, I like him. I like him. Uh, Ramona left the party to go to Omar's. And look, I know I was hard on Ramona this episode, but I would have left too. And I thought she did the right thing. I would have left this party. It was a big, hot mess. And I wonder, I do sort of feel like Ramona might be even thinking to herself, like, I need to get off this show because it is really <laughs> taking a turn. This show, you can't deny this. This is the first episode where I really thought this show really uh, free falled to the bottom of the barrel. And I still love it. But we're we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, and it's a big mess. And Ramona, she's been on the show so many years, longest running cast member, main cast member. She must be looking at it and thinking, wow, this has come uh, really full circle. And uh, we started low, and then we rose to the top, and now we're back. Uh, we're back at the bottom. And not to say that season one was bad. That's not what I mean by that statement. It's just... The production is really, you know, I know they had some obstacles, but this is a shit episode. This was a mess. (laughs) Some good moments, but a big hot mess. And we end the episode with Rob saying, I don't know how my life ended up like this, but here we are. And you know that was added in because that's how everyone felt editing this episode. You know that's what they felt. They thought, "Where? how did we get here? And we're all thinking that collectively as a nation as we look out and COVID-19 numbers have skyrocketed. Uh, due to a lot of people um, just going about their lives willy-nilly without masks and not social distancing. And a lot of us are looking at our, our lives and our existence and we're saying, how did we end up like this? How did we get here? Uh, and so that was a really a moment uh, in the episode where I really thought, yeah, I feel that. I feel that, Rob. So that's the end of the episode. Next week, we have a Berkshire's trip. Thanks God. Thank God. Uh, we do know from my interview with Leah that Heather Halla Thompson shows up at the Berkshires to save us. Uh, I don't know if it's next week's episode, but she does show up, apparently, according to Leah. So I'm hopeful they don't edit it out, because I need Heather Halla Thompson to walk in and give us a, hey, mama, hey, mama. I need her to walk in and do it and 
ground us. I need her to ground us. Those seasons, those seasons without Bethany even, when Aviva and Carol and Heather came in, they grounded us in a way, and we just don't have those kind of presences on this show. Leah was a fantastic addition. So wonderful uh, on this show, but we're missing any sort of stable presence. We are. We need it. We need it desperately. And so next season, I don't know what they got to do, but we still have half a season to go. Uh, that's it. That's the episode, you guys. I love you all so much for listening. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, Twitter and Instagram. I want to say that on uh, the Patreon. So if you want to join the Patreon, Patreon is a place where I do bonus episodes, but more importantly, it's just a way to support this podcast. And to join the Everything Iconic Patreon, all you have to do is go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Everything Iconic. And if you click the donate button and donate $4 more per month, you get the bonus episodes. I just do one a month, one bonus episode a month. Again, more importantly, support the show. Uh, but I did just post a bonus where I recap the very first episode of The Real Houses of Potomac, the pilot, the very first episode, uh, to kind of prep us for the new season that starts August 2nd, because we're going to be covering it. And uh, yeah, so check that out. And thank you to all the Patreon uh, support over there. I love you guys. Uh, If you want any of the t-shirts, we have fancy AF cocktail books, which is a great way to get recipes for cocktails during this uh, crazy time we're living in. You can go to everythingiconic.store. You can also buy the book on Amazon or your independent bookseller. If you you can buy it from an independent bookseller, that'd be great too. But you get t-shirts over there, and all these links are in the episode description. And we'll be back next week. Beverly Hills returns. Uh, I love you all so much for listening, and thank you for bearing with the podcast. I know for a while we were doing three episodes a week, and then went to two, and now we're sort of at one. I'm kind of going with the flow based off of these episodes of Housewives and what we have to recap. And then also, I'm still trying to book some guests But thank you for bearing with it. If you subscribe to Everything Iconic, you can get all the updates. Uh, What else? I want to do a little cool down, one of our cheesy cool downs, because I think we all need it. We all need to take a breath and remind ourselves to uh, relax a little bit. There's so much going on. It's overwhelming. I want everyone to stay safe, stay stay grateful, stay activated. Remember Lindsay from Summer House? It's always a good reminder to stay activated. Uh, I want us all to take a deep breath in, hold it, breathe out, take another deep breath in, hold it, try to think of something you're grateful for, breathe out, take one more deep breath in, breathe out. You know, it's really hard to find things we're grateful for right now. I mean, if you turn on the TV seems like everything is so doom and gloom. And there's a lot going on in the world that is overwhelming and that we have to stay on top of and that we have to work towards fixing. Uh, But it's also important to remain grateful for something so that uh, we can recharge our batteries and go about our day and fight the fights we need to fight. So uh, I know that's cheesy, but if you're looking for more meditation, I'm not saying um, I'm not saying these cooldowns are are perfect meditation. But if you want some good guided meditation, there's a great app called Headspace. This is not an ad, but if you go to your iPhone app store or wherever you download your apps, there's an app called Headspace that does guided meditations that are a lot of breathing exercises, and they're fantastic for just calming your nerves, relaxing recentering so that you can go uh, about your day and and do all the things you need to do. So uh, I love you all so much for listening. Stay safe. Thank you to everyone who's out there working. And, and uh, I love you. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.